Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. want to say i we thought we had like mastered this like oh i'll just be on the road and do the podcast <laughs> under my headphones folks i'm aware it sounds like i'm calling into like a 90s radio sex advice show but this is the best we can do until i get the zoom recorder uh, <laughs> so this is what well we have. or if you had a mic plugged in your laptop but here's what i will say is the other problem is that i didn't say to you i thought about telling you is that my audio is so good that yours comparatively yeah. does sound worse i almost said that to you but then i was like what am i going to do about that like also record via my airpods is that better or worse if my audio matched yours <laughs> i don't think your audio being superior makes mine sound worse i think your audio sounds normal and mine is very bad <laughs> But it's like, not even, it's like, it's not staticky. It's so interesting because it's not like Is this interesting? Is this interesting? I'm, as a novice audio person, nothing like Hot Scotty, but slight, slight awareness. It who, is, who died? He died. No, he didn't. Don't, don't say that about him. I did. I was interested that like, you just sound like you're on a phone. It does. It sounds like I'm on a phone. Anyways, we're going to get this fixed <laughs> next episode. It'll be fine. Uh... uh we, I think a lot of you I've seen over the past couple days, it was, we've been on this book tour. I came from Columbus where I did a show and then it was, we've just been doing book tour stops in DC and Chicago and New York and seeing you guys at the events and it's all been great. And I flew from all of those. I've been gone from my home for almost three weeks from, I did two shows in Las Vegas, got up at 4.30, flew across the country for a part, small part on a TV show. And uh, drove two hours. I'm sure tomorrow it'll be better, but it's just such a like kick in the dick. They're like, oh, people were screaming your name and crying to meet you yesterday. Well, now you're 58 on a call sheet. Here's a bed on the floor <laughs> and there's no dinner for you. <laughs> Welcome to TV. This is how you stay humble and keep and keep oh. striving. <laughs> this is how you stay simmering past the biggest Confederate flag on the Ooh. way in. They had time to put that up, but not time to keep a restaurant open because it's Sunday. I know at this point, I could probably drive up there with food. 
would you make it here? Is there a carving of like in a mountain in Stone Mountain, Georgia, of like Robert E. Lee? Or yeah, something? it's some Confederate soldier. My driver and I were talking about yeah, that. Yeah, there's like weird faces and like a weird soldier carved into it. And there's definitely like KKK meetings on the mountain. That's what he was mm-hmm. talking about. Um, my driver was named Ricky. Really nice guy from Charlotte. Really, really doesn't like Dunkin' Donuts. Oh. Made that very clear to me. Was really into Krispy Kreme. And I was like, to be clear, I'm not eating the donuts at Dunkin' Donuts. Nobody does that. I do. Uh, he told me that he was like, you know, the first, the America's first president was black. And I was like, I challenge that. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, John Hansen, look him up. John Hansen was an American founding father, merchant and politician from Maryland during the revolutionary era. He was elected as delegate to the Continental Congress after serving in a variety of roles. Anyways, if you Google his name, it's like, who was technically the first president? And it's this guy named John Hansen. In the picture, he looks white. Mm. But if you keep Googling, he turns black. So I don't really, you know what? I think these are two different guys now that I'm Googling even more. <laughs> you found a different white guy? I think, I think there's a lot of John Hansons. <laughs> nope. I think he was black. Yep. They just put a different picture. Anyways, it's just something weird about that. Yeah. Boy, you're having a great time in the South. And you're in kind of the fake South. Do you think so? Is that like a a fighting word kind of thing? I feel like the real South is like the worst nope. parts of Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana. You know what I mean? I don't think I mean, when I, you get East Coasty, then it's, I don't you know. You think this is East Coast? I don't know, Emily. I saw cotton fields. I saw Confederate flags, Trump stores, homemade churches, and a lot of fried chicken places. Which Carolina are you in, South or North? I landed in North, and then we drove to South. Oh, and you could tell so. it was South Carolina because there's palm trees. All right, so let's say South Carolina down can be the South, but North Carolina has North right in the name. It's true, and right, that's very <laughs> Confederate of you, but I still feel like it is very, very Southern. Fair. All right, well, whatever. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> I'm here at the end of a very long tour. And that's the other weird thing about this job is that when you are tired, literally no one cares what you're tired from. Like nobody cares. If you're tired and you show up on set, they're like, we don't care that you're a comedian who's on a book tour. Like you need to say your one line. And when you show up on a stage, like they're like, we don't care that you're tired from your book tour. And when you get your book tour, like we don't care that you're like, and that's just life. But like, I don't know. I think I'm just cranky. Well, I mean, that's so many different audiences that all want you in peak, peak performance mode. And and I give it to them. You do. Look, I'm so over. I heard this term called toxic positivity the other day. And I haven't really looked into it because sometimes I feel like any positivity is toxic. And I like, there's got to be something like I'm always downloading like positivity podcasts that I never listen to. Yeah. I think everybody's got to be like me. We're like, sometimes it's so delicious to just like rant in your head. And then just the key is don't say anything. Just get your lines right. Get your money right. Show up and ship out. You know, get your money right. Get your money right. (laughs) I don't know why I said that. Let's answer some questions. These people got questions about their wedding. I am laying down. I should sit up. I have to. I'm going to sit up. I'm going to sit up so I don't sound like I'm dying. 
Anytime <laughs> my dad calls me and he's laying down, he's like, hello. I'm like, is, are you going to, are you going to make it? <laughs> and that's so scary from a parent. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just waiting. Like I'm waiting for the day. And he's like, I have to tell you something. Like we need to talk. I'm like, what? He's like, I'm laying down. <laughs> Watching Ray Donovan laying down. And also talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? I also want to say one more thing. Okay. I, you know, you get the traditional hate mail for appearing uh, as a woman outside of the home and going on Joe Rogan. But I was really oh, comforted no. to see how many people DM me to be like, you're right. The Rock does eat trash. Oh, oh you talked you. about that on Joe Rogan? Yeah, like, I think The Rock is, like, one of those, he's infallible. Like, he's a really cool guy. I think yeah. he does a lot for charity. Like, he's cool. And my big knock, which is a funny one, which is not a personal one, is that, like, his cheat meals are trash. <laughs> and Joe was, like, not feeling it. And so many dudes emailed me to be like, you're right, they are trash. And I'm like, yeah, like, why is everything covered in peanut butter? Like, what's happening? Yes, he's like, I'm having 40 waffles with peanut butter, or I'm having, like, peanut butter banana pancakes, or I'm having peanut butter chunk cookies. You're right. Is that ha- is that his, like, little, like, healthy cheat where he's like, it's I, not sugar, it's peanut butter? Yeah, like, it's still a lot of protein. It never looks that satisfying. And, like, you don't see, like, he, like, put syrup over his pancakes, but, like, you don't see what kind of syrup that is. It all feels a little too healthy, like 85 sticks of turkey bacon. I'm like, but it's not bacon. It's turkey bacon. I feel like I haven't ha- seen him eat his little boat of sushi in a while. It's been Maybe a lot of breakfast knows. foods lately. I think the oceans complain. It's just, <laughs> it feels like when he's like coconut peanut butter. Like nobody puts peanut butter on pancakes or baby in a corner. And I just, it all feels a little diety. Like I can taste the splenda in it. Something's yes. off. Yes, like, and the pancakes are like thin. Imagine though having you have to feed the rock and fill up the rock, and you're just like, we don't have enough ingredients. We don't have enough eggs. Here's a whole fucking watermelon. That's the other thing. Like, then don't eat eggs. Like, <laughs> eggs are a health food. So you're eating like 50 egg whites plus the yolks, which is just eggs. Like, that's not an indulgence. Let me see if he has one. Let me see if he has one. Because today was Sunday. Hold on a second. Yeah, wait. I, has he had his cheat meal yet today? <laughs> okay, here he is. The rock. Hold on. No. Oh, no. Promoting his movie. All right. Well, get back. Do you think he goes and eats from craft services or is he in his, does he have to have his own buffet to keep his giant like tugboat body going? No. These guys not only have their own chefs, their own meals, their own juices, they have a masseuse. Oh, yeah. This guy's got like his own world orbiting him on set for sure. He must have someone who works for him and it's just their job to make sure he stays fed. Yes. Like, it's been, been an on, hour since The Rock ate somebody. <laughs> like, there's a guy, like, on, I'm not going to say, like, on a set with a star that I've been with. Like, the guy's job is, like, just to carry his juices. <laughs> you know? That could be your job if you just come back to me. <laughs> carry your juices? Make sure you right. have enough protein bars? Right, right now, I'm drinking a water I filled up at the Charlotte airport, just hoping I don't run out before daylight. <laughs> Like you're in the woods. It's so humbling. Oh my God. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing newly. 
Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. we haven't acknowledged like you talked a little bit about it last week you had a book and a new special that was this past week that i know just and happened. like oh how the mighty have fallen like it's <laughs> over it is over and like you know like i had to send my underwear to be dry cleaned at the casino because i'm like out of clothes because we booked this gig while i was on the book tour yeah so yeah it's like last week we had a book i was on jimmy kimmel like on the today show and today it's like if you could just sit here quietly until morning and then just sit here until someone gets you, you're trash. It's such a roller coaster. This job is so 
weird. If I was just a little less tired, I think I'd be. Sometimes people get run down, folks, you know, and the, the kicker is to you not need, take it out on people. You need to eat. Like, the minute we're done, you need to eat and then, like, put yourself to bed. You got to go to, like, Zazu's, like, New Orleans kitchen or, like, whatever godless place is open on a Sunday. That is the, also the tough part. I mean, there. I'm in the, like, liberal part of Georgia, and there's a lot of liquor stores that aren't open on Sunday. That's the other thing, like... I'm gonna here's my night. I planned it out. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Celebrity Jeopardy so I can like I can see myself eat shit. Wait, are you on again tonight? Oops. Yep. Oh Oops. no, my family's gonna be so upset. I'll have to. Oh, I'm gonna have Wait. to download it and watch it with them next week. They're gonna be so okay. upset. I'm not over there to watch. Here's my sad little plan. I feel like people are. I feel like this episode's like a different me. This is me like super okay. exhausted. My sad plan is I'm gonna walk over to like Mama Juju's like New Orleans Voodoo Kitchen or whatever that spin is on it. And I guess I'll get a drink, maybe a beer. I feel like liquor is a little like, how are you going to wake up? I'm going to come back and put a very expensive sheet mask on my face that I saved for just such occasion. I'm going to watch the last episode of Bad Sisters. And then I'm going to take out this CBD that I I got from a hotel and I'm going to eat it. And I'm going to get up at 4.30 for my five o'clock call time. And then I'll sit there for six hours. Oh my God. And just think of ways, think of ways to do better next time. So you're going to watch something on your like laptop in your bed, not even use the TV. Oh, I might. I might watch CNBC. Anyways, I feel like people have questions. All right. Sorry, folks. <laughs> I'm only human. I'm only a it's human allowed. girl. It's allowed. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Eliza, Emily, Snowpeach, Tree Frog, Gracie, Smokey Husky, and Hot Scotty. I think we need collectibles for all of you guys. Little bobbleheads or something. There's many characters in this podcast. I have a question I need your help with. I am due to go to a concert in a couple days with my former best friend. I only say former as the pandemic didn't treat our friendship kindly and we naturally just started to move apart and our interests and common ground moved in different directions during it, causing us to not hang out all the time like we used to. We had bought these tickets pre-pandemic and only now the concert is being rescheduled. I am feeling the whole night may be just one big awkward event since we don't talk much anymore, haven't seen each other in well over a year, possibly a year and a half, and we live 10 minutes from each other. We just don't have much to talk about anymore. We've always continued to check in here and there through social media, but never talk for long as I am mid-30s with no children, no boyfriend or husband and have a much different life than she does. She has a husband, two kids, etc. It makes for somewhat dull convo. Do I still go to this concert with her, her young daughter, and her mother? If not, how do I ask her if there's someone else that may rather go with her? The ticket cost me $250, and it's for an artist I don't really care to see. They're her fave, though, which is why I agreed to go previously when we were best friends and hung out all the time. I could really use the money now. Help, Eliza, what do I do? Side note. Her daughter is big into dancing, and I just don't know if I can handle her doing dance routines through the whole show either, and we're front row. She's going to be trying to get her recognized by the artist. Then that little face with a flat mouth. I Thank feel like you're you. going to see you Lizzo. Because um, she like does a lot of dancing stuff. Okay, look, the bottom line is you don't want to go. It's not even about like you could use the money. You don't want to go. I-, I feel like the concert's coming up, so it might be a little late. You literally call her or text her and be like, hey, um, I, I feel like I'm not, I'm not really feeling this. If you know anyone who would like my ticket, you know, you should totally go with your family. Just get out of it. Just be like, I don't really, 
I'm tired. I don't feel like going. Uh, I would love to sell. Just say, I would love to sell this ticket. You may not be able to. I have a question. If you couldn't sell it, would you still not want to go? I think it sounds like she would, if she couldn't sell it, she would just go because it's like, otherwise she's eating 250 for no reason. You're eating 250 either way because you're eating it. Now you've got to watch this kid idiot dance in front of this artist and you don't really want to hang out. Or do you kind of want to see the artist? If you don't care about seeing this artist at all and the whole reason you went was because of your friend, ask her, be like, does anyone try to sell it online? Maybe if it's a big enough artist. Right. If you tell her, like, I mean, I would give her a heads up before you sell a ticket that's right next to her. So offer it to her first. And then like, but, yeah. but that is kind of the final nail in the coffin of this friendship. Although I was thinking as I read the question, imagine how many people that happened to that were either dating or friends or whatever and bought tickets to things prior to 2020. And then they, I mean, some of the shows you had booked, you yeah. just did in the la like two years later, two years later, you are not in the same spot with most people. That was my big joke. I was like, thank you for holding on to your tickets. Some of you bought these tickets for relationships you're not even in anymore. Uh, it's all about you don't want to go. If she were still your friend, you'd want to go. So I would just be prepared for all outcomes. But I definitely would be like, hey, I would. I'm kind of not feeling going. And she'd be like, why me? She doesn't really care. And be like, I would love to sell this. Uh, but I'm cognizant that like it's you and your family. So I don't want to sell to a stranger. Do you know anyone that would want to buy it? Yeah. And she'll be like, no, I really want you to go. If she says that, do you want to go? Or do you really, I think you would like the money back, but more importantly, you just kind of, you're making a lot of reasons for why you don't want to go. I think you need to be clear on the reason you don't want to go. I'm unclear on what that is. You have like too many excuses. Yeah, I think you just don't want to go. You don't want to go. It. I'd love to sell the ticket. If you know anyone, please let me know. Because it's a little weird than if you're like, but I guess I'll go. You're going to be eating it anyway. You may as well save, save yourself the suffering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I guess it is that other thing of like, if you don't go, like it is it between you two. You know, like that's it. This was kind of the last ditch yeah, thing he, you had together. Do you want that to be the case? It sounds like she has kids. She's in a different space. You're single and childless and blah, blah, blah. Is that the problem? Yeah, is that why is she's been busy and you guys haven't been talking? Are you, I think you're low key. I think you're, this is a little passive aggressive and you're like, you haven't been a good friend and now I don't want to go. So please go. And you're kind of hoping she'll be like, oh my God, no, please come. I would love to see you more. You have to be prepared for all of that. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, make sure you're giving up that ticket, giving up that ticket for the right reason. Yeah. Yeah. But it does sound like a pain. It's just, I, this is why I don't go to concerts. It just sounds awful. The whole thing sounds awful. That's why I don't go to, also I'm working when concerts go. I know you work at night when concerts go. The only concert I've ever known you to go to is Corey Feldman. Okay. I, that's not a concert. And also like we were in Vegas last night and the show was at 10 and Greg's like, do you want to go see Lionel Richie? And I was just like, no, I don't. I want to sit in my room and yawn until my show at 10. Yeah. If you're not so seeing Magic Mike, why go out in Vegas? Twice. All right. Get it. Dear Eliza and Emily and baby, love the pod, loved the new special. I own that grayish bra too. And look yeah. for, looking forward to reading your book as soon as I can listen to you read it to me. Is your audio book already out? Yes. Okay. It was out the moment it was out. Okay. It occurs to me that you are the perfect person to give me some meet and greet advice. I occasionally will indulge in a meet and greet and I would much more value 30 seconds of looking someone in the eye and having a short conversation rather than a photograph snap and shuffle on. 
The ephemeral moments are the most valuable to me, and I perceive it as a compliment to the celeb to prefer a moment of connection to a photo. A friend also in the meet and greet venue was horrified I would decline a photo in favor of a real-time hello and said it would be rude to do so. What is your feeling about this? Would you be offended if I said to your assistant, no, thank you. I don't need a photo. I just wanted a moment to say hello and thank you. I'm interested in your opinion. And hi, from my babies to your baby. And then there's a picture of two very cute little dogs. One a little Tianfu-ish. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, just show me the Tianfu one. Don't show me the other one. Cover they're, it up. They're together. Oh, yeah. the faces. Those are little babies. I was prepared for them to be ugly and I was going to have to fake it. Like no, they they're are too, the babies. Oh, a little white a snow one, peach a little and is that a corgi? Uh, I don't know. Two exquisite samples of dog meat. Uh, not at all. That is your time. And look, when people are like, no, I don't need a picture. I just want to say, I actually think it's very sweet. Like, first of all, sometimes these pictures mean a lot, but like, I can't, I do my best to control how they look. And sometimes the pictures aren't great, even though I'm doing my absolute best to make sure the lighting's good and stuff. You post it and then you're kind of done. Like very few people are like, and actually that's not true. A lot of people do hang on to them, but it's more about in the moment and having that souvenir, which is ephemeral. You're right. Cause you post and then you kind of move on. A lot of people will do the like, no, I don't need a picture. And they're always very sweet about it. Look, you bought that VIP experience. That is your time. Mm -hmm. You want to tell me something, you want to talk, you want to take a picture and tell me something. I have zero feeling either way. Mm -hmm. If anything, it makes it go faster if you don't take a picture. Well, and it depends what, like what, if it's a meet and greet, yes. But like I, when I went to a Dragon Con, I bought a photo op with a with an actress. And so then they literally are getting you in and out as quick as possible. They're like, okay, take your mask off, be ready, have your hands in a normal position, walk up, click, walk out, get out of here, go. You know, it is not a time to talk. They're like, do not talk I to think, them, get out. And that's but, what I don't, I think that's even weirder. Like, so what was that? Like, what are you paying for proof that you met Katy Perry? Like <laughs> right. the, the, the artist is miserable. And I get like, if you're Taylor Swift or Beyonce, like you, you cannot meet 500 people in a night. So it's all about like, why do you want it? What some people, the picture is more important. Some people just that moment. Mm -hmm. That's why I try to give it to everyone. Cause I value the fact that you spent your money on that. Yeah. 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 And I think you can pick up the vibe when you're in the line waiting, you can kind of see what's going on. And if the celebrity maybe is just kind of like, okay, move it, move it. Then, you know, you'll know that they might not be super chatty and fun, but maybe, you know, you can always try and see how it goes. At the end of the day, like not to sound like a prostitute, but like you bought that mini chunk of time and like people should honor that. Like Mm -hmm. we act like people are upgrading their tickets and that's money in my pocket. It's not like an inconvenience. Don't I think as long as you don't, don't use the time in a way that's like, yeah, like, don't be like, can I just have a hug? You know what I mean? Like, don't. I used to, I used to hug people pre-pandemic. Sometimes people be like, can I just tell you something? And they do. And it's never gone long or inappropriate. So it's your time. No, your friends are wrong. Yeah. You're okay. Yeah. You know, I would tell you if I thought you were wrong. You know, I had to give it to you. I know you really would. Yeah. Hello, AIA team. I'm a 35-year-old male who was recently divorced almost six months. Following my divorce, I relocated to a new state where I don't know anyone to do a, quote, hard reset of my life. We divorced because I was unfaithful. I know what I did was wrong, and I'm not going to justify having done so as it was hurtful and senseless. I've been in therapy to work out the issues that contributed to my infidelity and other emotional issues that I have. 
My therapist has recently suggested that I consider getting back into the dating pool, much to my surprise. I'm not sure because I know I have to be honest about why my marriage ended, and I'm worried that my past behavior is going to label me as fundamentally untrustworthy and undateable. My question for you is, when should I tell my next partner about my past? I don't want my next relationship to have a foundation of me hiding things from my partner, but I'm not really sure how to approach this. Any advice you have would be very much appreciated. Looking forward to your new special. I think that that's incredibly evolved of you to ask all these questions. I also, kudos to you for like being in therapy. And and I don't know what your issue is and confronting whatever issue you're dealing with versus being like, I just cheated because they're because she wasn't hot enough, whatever. I don't know why you cheated on her. Um, but I think if you can address that, you know, hopefully the next girl you date, if she's the right one for you, won't judge you on that and will understand like, oh, you were in a relationship you didn't want to be in or oh, like whatever the reason, or it's something that you felt bad about and you never want to hurt anyone like that again. You don't deserve to pay for this for all time. I think we live in a society where it's like you fucked up once, so now you owe a pound of flesh every day for the rest of your life. And I think just by coming clean and coming from that intention and saying that, I think any girl would be like, okay, fine, fresh start. I'm not her. You're not the same person you were. Great. Everybody has relationships they've been imperfect in. The the fact that you're not like, oh, you know, she wasn't giving me what I need. Oh, she wasn't making me feel wanted. You're like, hey, I had some issues. That is so... I wouldn't have a problem with that. I feel like that's so upfront and honest. I mean, you don't tell the person on the first date, but I'm sure I feel like you can feel out when it feels appropriate to be like, you know, just so you know, the reason my last marriage broke up is because of this. And that's why I am in therapy. And it's something I really regret. And, you know. Yeah. And that's it. It's really not for them to judge. (laughs) Like they can decide they don't want to be with you. Like that's fair. They, They should know that. But, you know, I can only tell you like, you can say something like that, which is jarring, like, oh, I cheated on my wife. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, but then if you go into a reason and you, ha- it's not a good reason, but like a reason that has significance, I think that it tells a lot about you. Like when I met Noah, I was like, I don't want to date a guy that has roommates. And he was like, okay. And then I found out he had roommates by choice because he get home late and he liked cooking for his friends. And it wasn't as, it wasn't the version that I thought it would be. So yeah, I don't know why you cheated. and I don't know what you've discovered, but I think this is all highly evolved than any woman would be lucky to be cheated on by you. I think the reason is even less important than the fact that you're working to change what about yourself made you do that instead of just breaking up in the first place. The reason's less important if I know the reason. You know, if you're like, I'm a nymphomaniac, then that's kind of important. But Right. Just like what all these guys in Hollywood like to say they are. It's like, no, really irresponsible. I'm like, how has this become like a medical problem? You're cheating. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we'll ignore all. Okay. You know, I'm not going to get into that. We're not going to make this a pro-choice thing. Okay. We're not going to do it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already 
stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Eliza and Emily. I love the podcast. And every Wednesday, it gives me the will to live to make it through my day. So thank you. No, I'm <laughs> glad. I'm glad I came out sarcastic. I am glad. It was because I'm laying down. I guess if I go. You really, every time you think you can get away with it, you lay back down. <laughs> like you're Not really now. trying to sneak it in and then you sit back up. This exhaustion is in my bones. Okay. <laughs> I've just realized I've had a burning question that all my friends and family are tired of hearing about that I'm sure Eliza would be thrilled to answer. Hopefully this ain't too long. For background, I'm a 28-year-old guy and live with my partner, 35, in a house we bought in 2020 in my hometown. The house's previous owner passed away in 2018, and one of his now middle-aged children lives four houses down with her husband. She was excited to meet us and was very pleasant at first, even going as far to say to us that she would have our backs if anyone gave us grief for being a gay couple. I even did a lot of yard work for her, which she did generously pay me for despite me refusing. Soon, we started to notice that they would stop their car in front of our house and start started going on walks and stop at the edge of our property and just look at the house. This weird as a out, but we chalked it up to her being curious about the changes being made to her childhood home. Fast forward to around Christmas of 2020, and things suddenly took a turn. She Uh-oh. began calling me at random hours, asking about what I would be buying her for Christmas, telling me what? that her and my partner needed to take her husband that me and my partner needed to take her husband camping and telling me she was ready to see the inside of the house. This all seemed like a lot to me as someone who likes to keep a low profile and live a quiet life. Later, she called me and said how she loved that we painted the walls green. She even commented that the particular shade of green was one she always wanted to paint her house. This was alarming because she had never been in the house or near it since we had painted the walls. Things only got worse after we made... 
How did she know? Walls. That's the question. I know, but like, is he going to tell her? <laughs> Things only got worse after we made Christmas cookies for the block and dropped them off on doorsteps. And she called me to scold me for not ringing the <gasps> doorbell to hand them to her myself. She began calling more and more. Her husband would stand at the end of our property and stare. She'd continue to make creepy comments about the work we've done on the house and even continuously tell me I needed to switch careers. I'm a flight attendant. Things boiled over when she called my partner earlier this summer in the middle of the workday to tell him, me and my husband need you to pick us up from the doctor's office at 11 a.m. He was flustered. He was flustered and explained that he was working and could not get her. Are they really old? I'm sorry. Like, what did I mean? No, middle-aged. No. That's my age. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine like 40s. Couldn't get her, and she scolded him for not being able to help her. Later, he called her and told her off politely by explaining that we are both very busy with our jobs and own families and told her she was coming on too strong. She then began calling me to tell me how uncomfortable he made her. I've since ignored all her calls and will go back into my house if I see her outside. We've even pretended not to hear her knocking on our door and have gotten nasty texts as a result. She still walks around our property and stares and even has been caught looking inside my mother's car while she was bird-sitting for us. What do we uh-huh. do? My friends and even my mother have told us to be blunt and tell her we don't like her and that she needs to stay away from our house, but I can't bring myself to be nasty to a middle-aged woman that grew up in my home, especially in my hometown where everyone knows everyone. What do I do? Um, You bought the house? Yes. I feel like there's a part of this that started off like, I feel like there's this thing with women and gay guys. Like, I always kind of cringe when girls are like, yeah, these are my gays. Like, there's, like, this weird ownership. I don't even know if I have the vocabulary or the proof of this. This weird, like, straight woman comfort. Like, you're too comfortable around gay guys. And, like, in a weird way, it's like you owe her something because she let you buy the house. And she's treating you, like, too familiar. Yeah. And I, I think being gay has something to do with it because to her, like, this is going to sound, I'm just going to throw this out there. There's like a non-threateningness. I, I think it ties into like this kind of idea that like mothers are like, oh, I'd love a gay son because then they'd keep having brunch with me. Like, she's like, oh, you would love yes. to hang out with two middle-aged people you don't know. You're gay. So that means you're nice and you want to spend time with me and talk. And my it's husband's it. not listening to me. Yeah, it's like a little, it's a dash of that. Thinking you're closer than you are. Not, it's not like that you owe her something that you guys are, because she's not reciprocating. Like you're, you know, and I think since you don't want to be friends with her, you know, I'm sure other people think she's weird. I doubt she's just weird to you. And, totally. you know, it's, it's funny. The more, look, look, you can, and I've said this before, you can set up a security camera and you can you see must. people. Oh no, I just meant of all colors oh. and of all races and whatever acting crazy it just depends yeah. on the environment but you know i do see a lot of these i hate the term karen but like white middle-aged women who just like snap like all of a sudden you're trying to like hit a nurse like what are you doing it feels like that territory it feels like she's going through something i have yes. it's not you don't have to be rude she'll take offense to it regardless the next time she's staring go out and be like you're staring in our house. Like, can I help you with something? Mm-hmm. Like you, you have to, like I always say, like you have to draw that line. Hey, Susan, like, I, I don't understand where this is coming from. Like, did you guys, do you need an assistant? Is something going wrong? Like, 
you know, I, I like that you're ignoring all of it, but you have to be okay with just being like, you guys can't come to our property and just, well, you can, cause you tech, you legally can, you don't hide from her. Just come out and be like, you guys are just staring. It's making us uncomfortable. Like, did we do something? Yeah. Like, no, what you, I think other people probably know she's crazy. That's all so weird. You need to get security cameras hundred percent. You need to set some up. I'm sorry, but if she goes berserk, she's looking in your windows, looking at your wall color. You need to get security cameras on the off chance that this escalates so that you have a recorded pattern of behavior of her standing there, staring at your house. And honestly, maybe some security cameras and some motion lights will scare her off. Like, And I think it's even if- worth saying like, if she's not, you have to be careful because if she's not breaking the law, like it is not illegal to exist near your house, no. but maybe she has trespassed before. She probably saw you painted the house because she looked in the window from afar. Yeah. But the second she crosses that line, you can send her that footage and be like, if this happens again, we will be calling the police. This is completely inappropriate and illegal. Yeah. Yeah. I think that polite, but firm Tat, like that your partner took on, like, look, you can be polite. If you're giving cookies to everyone in the neighborhood, you will give her cookies, but you are not knocking on her door. You are not picking her up from the doctor's office. You are not and, and taking her more camping. distance, more and more. I like definitely confront her if she's ever looking again. Look, if she's walking by and looking, you're going to have to get over it. Yeah. And maybe something weird happened in that house, but it does all the like asking for favors. And can you do this and do this? She clearly thinks that you guys, that you, she knows you like that and that you yeah. guys are friends. So I think she's having like a mental break, but just keep, keep not answering texts. I've done this with people. Keep not answering them. Keep a record. Do not delete those text messages. There are people, I gotta be honest, who like never get a clue. Like there was someone I was like acquainted with before the pandemic. And like we used to, there was a show that I'd always see them at and they would text me. And then like they moved away to like do comedy somewhere else. And they would like text me once in a while, like, Hey, I see you're there. Like in this, you're in my town. Like you want to meet up. And I just started ignoring it because I'm like, we were never that close. I've never said yes. And I got a text from them the other day. And I didn't even know what the number was. And they're like, it's me. And you're just like, it's been over three years. Like we've never even hung out in the first place. People just don't get a hint. It feels so bad too. I very rarely just straight up ignore someone. So it takes a lot for me to just ignore, but to ignore and then have them follow up. And I'm like, no, it was so hard the first time. Now I have to keep doing it. Please stop. Like I live in LA. Like if I text you once and you don't write back, I'm like, I'm just going to assume that they hope I'm dead and they, or they've died or they never want to talk to me again. There's no way that they just didn't see it. I just have to walk off this pier. (sighs) You're a grown man. And you've got to protect your home. And so what? So you tell her like it is. Record the whole thing. Because she seems like the kind of woman who would be like, and he assaulted me. And I I bet you other people feel this way about her. That she's like a little kooky. She's the neighborhood crazy lady. And she's had her sights set on you. But hopefully new, hotter, younger gays will move into town. And she can move on to them. Do not let her into your home. Do not let her... A a year ago, I would have said, sure, before all this happened, like, sure, let her in. She used to live there. But at this point, absolutely not. And honestly, the answer can be like, we're just very private. She thinks you're friends. She doesn't know that she's done something to bother you. So just keep snuffing out that that flame. I picked the wrong word. Keep snuffing out that flame uh, until you give it no oxygen and she goes away. And get those security cameras. Emily's right. Yeah. AITA on AIA.
Now, this one I'm very interested in your take on because I don't think you would do this, but okay. AITA for scolding a group of girls for making a TikTok in a public restroom. I, 34 female, I'm not a very confrontational person, so I feel really weird about an interaction I had yesterday. I was at a mid-sized movie theater. They have about 12 screens. As such, the bathrooms aren't huge like some theaters. When you walk in, there are about four sinks to the right and a large mirror to the left. You walk past this area to get to an area with about eight stalls. Can you picture all that? You got Yeah. That? Yeah. <laughs> yesterday, I was seeing a movie and I had to go to the bathroom. Right when I walked in, I saw three... 13-ish-year-old girls making a TikTok video. They were playing, playing music and doing a synchronized dance in front of the mirror. As such, I have to walk behind them to go to the area with the stalls, ostensibly appearing in the background of this video. I was annoyed, but whatever. When I exit the stalls, I notice that the girls have the camera slightly tilted to face where the stalls are. They all turn to look at me and one presses the pause or stop button on the video. Their facial expressions read as if they were irritated that I ruined their video. The following conversation ensues. Me. You know, you shouldn't be making a video in a public restroom where people are going to the bathroom. This is supposed to be a private area, you know? Girl, kinda. Me. No, it is not kinda. People expect privacy when they're trying to go to the bathroom. It is super rude to have to force them to worry about being heard or seen. Heard. Heard. (laughs) Oh no, she had to take a dump at the movie. (laughs) In a TikTok video when they're just trying to go to the bathroom. If I told the staff, they would come in here and tell you to cut it out. I still had to wash my hands, so two of the girls went to a stall together while the other just stared at me. I feel bad ruining anyone's fun, but what if I had explosive diarrhea? What if I needed to vomit? It just seemed completely inappropriate to me. So AITA for saying anything. Now, um, I, I'm curious about your take because I, video is such the future and the current of entertainment. I feel so uncomfortable taking a video of myself where anyone can see me. It feels like I'm doing something humiliating. This so new generation doesn't have that shame because they were born with phones in their hand. Also, 13-year-old girls are dumb. Yeah. I wouldn't have said anything simply because I am the kind of person that makes videos and does stuff like that. Look, it's a bathroom. You are you think it's gonna be that compelling of footage that you went to the bathroom that like that's gonna blow up on the internet? No. And you just kind of move your face. If you if you should have said something to the manager, but it is a public space. They're not doing it. They're not following you into the stall. Although I'm sure they would because kids are like unhinged. You're not the asshole, but I wouldn't have said anything to them unless they did something to like restrict my movement. I know. I wouldn't have just because I, if I'm going to say something to someone in this theater, it's going to be the day that I stand up and scream as loud as I can because people are all talking and on their phones. It's not going to be in the bathroom. But uh, I already do not like to use a public bathroom. If I could see they were recording me and then recording whatever I was doing in yeah. there, I would be very distressed. And I think I would wind up not using the bathroom. And that's not cool either. Like, I don't think this person was in there wrong, but it is, I would be scared to talk to someone else's children and have their parents get mad at me. You know? Like, where's uh, the mom? Is the mom going to come and be like, don't talk to my child. Don't tell her what to do in a bathroom, you I don't bathroom, think it's ever pervert. worth talking to teenagers. Like, they're just, their brains are on stun. Although, and- if I was them, I would feel so humiliated if someone so came and talked to me that I wouldn't do it again. So you might have done a real public service for anyone who does have explosive diarrhea when those children are near. 
Yeah, because they probably would have filmed you. That's tough. That's tough. And they're going to put on like, the internet and you're walking in the background. And what if what if it does blow up on TikTok because they're like, look at that loser in the background. Listen to those bathroom sounds. Viral. Yeah, again, and then people are doing dances to your turd plop sounds. I mean, I think this just comes down to like, we can't allow people. You cannot just film people like a surveillance state. Like you can't oh. just film random people, even though I did it the other day, but it was very funny. <laughs> and I and the guy saw my phone. It wasn't like a secret. Anyways, um... Yeah, not the asshole, but not totally right. <laughs> well, okay, I'm going to fall on deaf ears. All right, what else? One more. Okay. AITA for telling my ex's wife that he lied to her. I, 33 female, have a 13-year-old son named Adam that I've raised on my own. His dad, Chris, 34 male, was someone I met in college. We had mutual friends and started dating when we were 18 and 19 years old. We broke up because he told me that his family would never accept a woman like me. I am a person of color and he didn't want to put either of us through that. I found out I was pregnant a few weeks later and when I told him about the baby, he basically told me to stay out of his life. I didn't contact Chris again after that. I even transferred colleges, but I kept in touch with the friends I had there. Some of them knew that he and I had broken up, but not everyone knew I was pregnant. When I had Adam, I contacted a few people to announce it, but otherwise I just kept to myself and focused on my son. I didn't think to worry about Chris beyond maybe helping Adam track him down someday when he was older. A few months ago, I got a message from one of the friends I kept up with from college. He said that he was still friends with Chris as well, and Chris had asked him if he had my number. He made sure it was okay with me before giving it to him. Chris texted me asking if he could get to know my son. I told him I talked to Adam about it first, and Adam eventually agreed to start talking to him. They've had pretty consistent messages back and forth and one or two phone calls over the past few months. Chris asked if we'd be comfortable having dinner with him and his wife. And because Adam said he really wanted to, I said, okay, and we set a time and place. Adam went to go to the restroom and Chris went to go get his phone out of the car because he'd left it there on accident. So when his wife, Grace, 34 female and I were alone, she said she wasn't, quote, judging my choice to do so, but she wanted to know why I waited so long to tell Chris he had a son. I kind of laughed and told her that I told Chris I was pregnant the day after I found out about it and he asked me to stay away, so I did. Him not knowing my son was his choice. She looked shocked and told me that Chris had informed her that he'd only found out about Adam a few months ago. I said I was sorry her husband lied to her, but he's known about Adam the whole time. Dinner was painfully awkward after that, so it ended a little early. Later in the night when I was getting ready for bed, I got a text from Chris asking why I had told his wife that he had lied to her about the situation. I said it wasn't my place to cover for him, but then he replied that I should have just told her to talk to him about it instead of telling her something that could ruin their marriage. He thinks I did it as some gotcha for how things ended. I will admit that I knew telling her the truth was probably going to make some waves, but the only thing I feel remorseful about is the fact that this is probably going to screw things up for the relationship he's trying to have with my son. You're not the asshole at all. The woman asked. You weren't, she asked you point blank and you didn't know he had lied about it. Well, the woman was like, he says this, but why would you cover for him? That's not what she said. She said, why did you wait? And then you find out what he said. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, Yeah. so you didn't do anything, but of course you're the woman's of court. You're definitely not the asshole. This guy is a giant piece of shit and it's going to make you look bad. But as long as Adam knows the truth, it just sucks that he's going to have to know his dad is such a giant turd. Well, so there's an interesting update. I had a conversation with Adam about why the dinner became so awkward. And he has said that he doesn't want to talk to Chris anymore because he doesn't think he'll get anything beneficial from a relationship with his bio father that he doesn't already have in his life. 
I obviously respect that choice. I told him I could tell Chris that for him if he'd like me to, but he said he'd call or text him on his own. Also, I don't plan to get any child support from Chris because it's not something Adam wants. And because in order to get support, I'd have to put Chris on the birth certificate and I'm not comfortable doing that. I don't want him to have any sort of access to my son. And Adam has said he doesn't want him to have rights over him either. So he's not even on the birth certificate. I wonder what made the father a few months ago say, hey, honey, I just found out I have a kid. Yeah. I want to talk to Something's him. Something's weird. Something's Something weird. happened where he was like trying to gain points or she needed a Something kidney. was weird. Yeah. Something's going on. Also, like, kudos to this woman for like getting pregnant in college, finishing college, and like having enough money to not need alimony. So obviously you're high on the child hog. support. Yeah. The fact that you were like, I could, my life could be easier if I took this money, but I don't want this man to have rice over him. That's kudos to you for deferring to your son and mm-hmm. doing all that for your son. And if the son doesn't care, and the son might change his mind later, but you're mm-hmm. being as many women have to be like, you know, you're not trash talking the dad. You're like, let's just do what's right for you. Ugh, mm-hmm. What a turd. Yeah. What you'll never turd. get the full story. No, but yeah. I am. I would love for her to go have drinks with that wife at some point and find out what's what when the wife leaves him. Yeah, and then they can, maybe those two can start dating. Okay, we're back to our listeners. Hey, AIA legends, I'm a 30-year-old gay woman and I have a problem that's been going on for about five months now. This This is a very gay heavy episode. I love it. At the start of this year, a new person joined my sports team. Immediately, she and I clicked. We built a friendship and even began hanging out outside of sport and training. A serious sports team. It's got to be CrossFit. It's got to be CrossFit. That's not a sports team. She said training. Sport and training. It's called practice if it's a sport. (laughs) Training if it's CrossFit and you drink horse juice. Oh, this person is foreign. So sport and training. Okay. Okay. Uh, We have a very jokingly flirty friendship and are super touchy, particularly after a few drinks. Is it jokingly flirty if one of you is gay? Oh, I thought the other one was gay. It's a joke. The question asker is gay. Okay. I heard she had a boyfriend, but the only time she's ever brought him up with me, she was saying she was pretty sure they were breaking up. It was the same night she told me she is bisexual. A few of our friends have made comments about how close we are, joke that we are hooking up, et cetera. One night we went out for drinks, just the two of us, and ended up kissing a lot, and she stayed over. We didn't sleep together, though. After the night, we had a conversation where we both admitted we we didn't sleep together. I made her sleep in the tub. (laughs) Not together. We had a conversation where we both admitted we had feelings for each other. And she explained she and her boyfriend have been on a break for over six months. She said she didn't want to start something with me while she's still technically with this guy. And she's not really sure how the situation is going to play out with them. I totally respect that and have backed off, but we're still close friends. We talk every day, usually for a few hours until we go to bed. Whenever we go out, it's flirty and clear that the feelings haven't changed. I even tried having space, no contact from her for a couple of weeks. But as soon as we started talking again, we fell back into the same routine. It's hard knowing that in the future, there might be a time for us. But I'm an idiot for not just distancing myself and trying to get over her. It's been a couple of years since I've had real feelings for anyone. And it's the first time I've fallen for a friend. I'm also so sick of the apps and the annoying dance that is online dating. So this is refreshing. My selfish brain keeps me coming back to her, but I know it's probably a bad idea. Please tell me what to do. Thanks so much. Huge fan of the pod, the comedy, and Eliza's Instagram rants. (laughs) My biggest issue is how she's disrespecting you. Yeah. And like straight people... I feel like often think that like 
the gay friend, I feel like you see this more with uh, lesbians that like, it's like this novelty and like, I'll just use it when I want to, when I'm drunk and flirty, I'll just admit that because your sexuality is like, is there for me as a joke for me, you know? So that's how she's treating you. It's not about being expendable and it's not mean, but like you are a person with a heart and your sexual attraction is just as valid as hers. It's not something that you're like just doing for fun and like whether she's bisexual or not, it doesn't matter because, and whether she likes you or not, if this were a straight relationship and it was like some guy has a girlfriend, but he keeps hooking up with, with you, the girl, and you're like, I think he likes me. He's not. She's having it both ways. And yeah. I think you need to, I think I would be turned off. I get that you like love her. I would be turned off if I were you because I'd be like, you're not valuing me, but I think it's worth it to say to her, I have feelings for you. I love, like you have to be willing to let go of that friendship because you will not be happy being friends with her. If she's like, I'm going to marry Chip and you're going to be like, okay, but you were with me and I can't forget that. Like your relationship, you are not just friends anymore. It's, If you you dated and you broke up and then you were friends, but like, this is still at like, it's nascent stages. So she's not treating you right. Think about that. Why is she not breaking up with this guy? Why is she still hanging out with you and being flirty? Why is she like, she's either dating this man or they're broken up. Like there's no on a break for six months and she's waiting to see what happens with him. Like she's she's part of the relationship. She's part of who decides what happens in that relationship. Does she want to date him? Is she dating him? In which case it's really gross that she's flirting with you. And if she doesn't want to date with him, cut him loose. It's so weird. I wonder if she doesn't want to date a woman, if she like... I don't know, but it's gross. Either she doesn't know she's gay or she's just like dabbling She said she's bisexual. Okay, great. You're bisexual. Well, that doesn't mean, bisexual doesn't mean I doesn't make out with girls both. while I'm waiting for my boyfriend to like return from the sea. Yeah. So. I, I don't like how she's treating you. I think that's, that's I think I that should be, like you said, that should be a turnoff to you that it's like, why is she? She needs to shit her get the, off the pot, like make her choice. But more importantly, like you need to have the self-respect of like, if you want to be friends with her, great, but like, I'm not going to sit here and let you like make out with me and had I have feelings for you. And then you're like, sorry, I'm picking this boy. Yeah. What? She just waits for him. And while she's bored, she hangs out with you and or, you're sitting there waiting for her. What's the deal? Yeah. Or he doesn't exist. But either way, this is all about how you're going to allow yourself to be treated because this will not end well. She is mm-hmm. not going to be with you. Mm-hmm. It does not take this long. So. If she really likes you, why wouldn't she just break? If she was already on a break with this guy, it feels like it should be an easy choice to break up with him when she has someone else that she likes. So why is she not? Why is like is he on a ship to discover America? Like why is he six months of a break? Yeah, no, it's very weird. Come on now, you deserve better. I'm sure you don't want to talk about her boyfriend ever or even think that he exists, but you need some details on what is going on there. But it also seems like she doesn't either. (laughs) I know. She's like, yeah, I guess I'm seeing a guy. No, this girl either is gay, doesn't want to talk about it, is fully bisexual, doesn't want to admit it, or is just jerking you around. Either way, you can't have it. You deserve a full lesbian relationship. Yeah. Your sexuality isn't a toy. Yeah. You know? Get it together, other girl. Get it together, other girl. But also this girl, but also, also our girl. girl. You got to teach people the way you treat, way to be treated. Right now, you're teaching her that like you're just around whenever. And I get it. Like you're probably super attracted to her. There are other girls. Like unless you're hideous and you're like, I can't believe someone's looking at me. 
have some more self-respect. Do you think they play softball? Or is that rude? That that's immediately what I assume their sport was. Uh, it's probably or like rugby. lacrosse. No, rugby. it's not lacrosse. It's rugby or they like row crew. Oh, and then that's why it. they need to train. Hi, Eliza, Emily, Little Sierra May, Noah, Snow Peach, and extended family. I tried Ooh. to find your live TikTok thing, but maybe it's not up yet. Also, I am several time zones ahead in Cape Cod, and I don't understand TikTok. Here's how you can help. Okay, okay I'm ready. Thank you. <laughs> I am a male, 47, and highly OCD. I drive my family crazy with my daily routines of checking where everything is. I plan my daily life three weeks in advance, and I don't like surprises. Who does? I love I work- surprises. Ugh, no, I'm with oh this God. man. I work from home and would consider myself a devoted homebody. If I was in Lord of the Rings, I would totally be Bilbo. Okay, the that two tra- plus uh, years people totally know what that means. Okay, <laughs> the two plus years of COVID made my OCD literally ten times worse, and now I live every day according to almost exactly the same patterns. How can I become more spontaneous and less phased about the chaos of the world outside my front door? Being OCD feels like such a waste of time, and I'd like to be more concerned about mounting a trip to the Amazon than where on the shelf the car key should be sitting. But it's a very hard, but it's very hard to shake the habit of habitual behavior. Any tips or hacks to loosen up mentally? Thanks in advance and sorry about the end of summer there. Well, first of all, you live on Cape Cod in the winter, so I can't say that there's a ton to do. But what happened is your world got very small. And I'm not a therapist, but there's so much, there's, the world is so chaotic right now. You are merely controlling what you can control. Um, I, you need to see a therapist. Yes. But that's all I'm saying is you can work out small. I understand that. I don't have OCD, but I know that feeling when your world gets small and little things matter because, you know, if your house caught on fire, God forbid right now, like that might snap you out of something, but Don't set your house on fire. You need, no, I just meant like by accident. You need to see a therapist to help you deal with that because that's like an OCD therapist is like a very specific thing. Right, who can help find ways to kind of break out of those habits. Uh, No amount of us saying like, live life to the fullest, dance in the rain is going to actually make you stop focusing on where your car keys are. But it's good that you're asking the questions. Yeah. So that's it. Good for you though. Uh, Try better help. They sponsor our podcast. I think <laughs> yeah. you can use my name for a code. Yeah, you can do it on um, online so you don't have to go out and see someone. So that helps with all the COVID of it all. Oh, wait, you, Cape Cod in the winter isn't thriving <laughs> with throngs of therapists? Well, I'm sure it's very dark. Maybe you need one of those sun lamps. Yeah, I think just get you a sun lamp. Phototherapy then should do fine. it. fine. Yeah. Okay, there you go. There you go. We fixed it. <laughs> fixed it. Top of the cob. This is the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. Okay, here's my bottom of the cob. Uh-huh. I have clear because I travel so much. So it's like you can do nothing and look like you only fly to Orlando once a year and don't know how to travel. You can do TSA pre-check, which is like everyone has it now. So it's kind of like whatever. Okay, so you don't take your shoes off. You get clear which is where they scan your eyes and you go to the front of the TSA line and you kind of just go through. You don't, oftentimes you don't have to use your ID. So I get to McCarran, which I guess they renamed Reed Airport in Vegas. I never fly out of it or into it. I always do jet suite, but uh, I get there this morning. I got up at 4.30. It is bumper to bumper traffic because there was some fucking convention, whatever. And I go to the clear line and the person in front of me is not a clear member, but he wants to register for clear. <gasps> oh. So he goes up and this woman 
is literally sitting there just checking him in. And I'm in this line of people. And I said something, I go, excuse me, we're all clear members. And like, there was another employee that had walked some people, like nobody else was there. And there's all these clear signs. She wasn't, because they usually check like three people in at a time. She was completely ignoring everyone. And she was just checking this guy in. All right, let's get your name. And I said, we all are members. Like, am I the, I'm saying this because everyone's thinking this. Yeah. And like, finally a zombie like waddles over. They're like, okay, let's go. But it was just one of these things where like in America now, like we have such low skill workers because nobody wants to do anything because everybody feels they're not treated right. And so you're just hiring like bottom of the barrel people. Like, yeah, it's a 4 a.m. shift at an airport. Well, fake and I wonder thing. how much clear is like, please sell these memberships. And she was like, oh For my sure. God, someone actually wants to buy one. This has never happened. What kind Stand of maniac right tries and, to buy it here? And enter your info and we'll check in these other people. But this negates the whole purpose if I'm watching all these people go ahead of us. Yeah. And I fucking hate that you're not allowed to complain. Like if you've done anything in this world to afford yourself any privilege, and you pay for that privilege, and then it's not what you paid for, like you're entitled for being annoyed. It's like, no, this is, what's the purpose of trying if you can't buy your way into comfort? That's like saying like, oh, I spent all this money on a really nice bed. Oh, it's got cigarette burns in it and it's covered (laughs) with grape jelly. Well, don't complain. It's like, well, then why don't we all just sleep on hay? So that was my bottom of the cob, was this woman just completely like his total head injury, just like, oh, let me check you in. Name, date of birth. That my was my bottom. bottom is actually the same category of like paying for something. And so I hate going to the grocery store so much. And so I will unnecessarily spend the money on having someone bring me groceries from Instacart. I hate carrying grocery bags. I hate parking and walking inside. I hate walking but down the aisles. Yeah. And two weeks ago when I put in the order, the person said, there are no mushrooms in this entire store. Because they were like, we don't have these mushrooms you asked for. I said, any of the mushrooms will do. There are no mushrooms in the entire store. Okay, what am I going to do? Say you're a dirty liar? Okay, fine. Yeah. And then this past week, this person I asked for my little coffee drink. I have my little coffee drink every day, which is a big like gallon of like vanilla cold coffee by International Delight or whatever. Like it's cheapo, pre-made. And they say substitute with coffee creamer. And I'm like, no, reject, reject. Get me the caramel then. And they say, no, cancel. And I'm like, and I'm like, I say, I request a different brand. And then they message me and like, they're like, there's no coffee at the store. And I said, there's not a single jug of any kind. Starbucks, Kroger brand, International Delight, any of it. There's not a single jug of coffee, cold coffee anywhere. And he's like, nope, just coffee creamers, just like mix-ins. And what, like, I can't, again, I can't be like, you're lying. So I'm just like, okay. So today I literally went to the store just to get that. Cause I didn't have my little coffee every day last week. And it made me sad. And I was, you, what do I, like this okay, person is shopping for me. What am I going to, I'm not there, this, but also it's not true. I know there's not nothing. It's also like, you're supposed to just get the, like how, fucking hard is this and you sound like a brat complaining but it's just like exactly. or, or even when I and I tip check- good I tip well I'm like I know I'm being lazy I want I know I'm making you go get hot pockets as an adult I okay here's a tip subscribe to that like you're paying for a service like you shouldn't feel bad like I know I'm lazy it's like no you need this for whatever reason they wouldn't offer it if it like 
that wouldn't be used so much. Not every lazy person. We always do this thing in our society where like, you have to be like, and I know I'm a piece of shit. I shouldn't have even come in here. Like, no, you're patronizing a business. You are helping the gig economy. You yeah. are giving this person, they are choosing to do this, or this is the only thing they're able to do. And you're, you're choosing to use your money to, to support that. And it's a shitty, it's a really shitty feeling. Like I took a Southwest flight. I, I never fly Southwest more than like an hour. And my manager stuck me on a fucking three and a half Southwest flight. I was, it was the worst cross section of humanity. Like it was just atrocious. And the gate agent was bleeding from the neck. And the what? girl who was working there, I was like, hi, can I ask a question? She was like, okay. Like just so rude, scarfing down Cheetos. She's got Cheeto dust everywhere. I'm like, you are working. <laughs> Two of the gate agents were making out. Like it was just fucking bedlam. <laughs> like O'Hare, get your fucking shit together. Like nobody has any professionalism. Everybody sounds like a mutant. And it's like, this is why people want to live in their bubbles because nobody wants to deal with your unprofessionalism. I don't do it, so I don't expect other people to do it. I do expect other people to not do it, whatever I said. I sound so old, but I don't care. When you have something of value in this world and you pay your hard-earned money for something, it's a, such a kick in the dick to be like, well, we just, sorry. Sorry, we're yeah. all, sorry, we're all in our pajamas at work. <laughs> <laughs> It takes so little to just like clock in and be a human. Yeah. My top of the cop was I was getting ready for my show in Vegas and I, I never really talked to my brother and I called him to see how he was doing. And I've been so tired and exhausted and just feeling kind of bad lately. And he sounded so great. And my brother's a grower and he had just come back from like a big convention in Northern California. And he was like, it's just one of these beautiful Northern California nights. And he was like with his girlfriend and he just sounded so light and happy. And he was like, I go to this convention and it's all like weed distributors, products, like all this stuff. And he was like, mm -hmm. and you know, I like, he's got his own brand, but he's like, I go, I sample everything. I'm not a hater. And it was just such a pure thing. Cause I am a hater. Yeah. <laughs> like I will straight up not watch something if I don't like that actor. Cause you was a I bitch am one time. too. And I was like, that's so evolved. Like for all the differences we have, like it actually made my night to hear just how happy my brother was yeah. just doing his thing. So I'll see him at Thanksgiving. I mean, I, I was talking to a friend today and I was telling her I would be fully jealous if some if my cat likes someone else more. And she was like, well, what if you were like married? You'd be mad if she liked your partner more. I was like, 100%. I said, I would be mad if she liked another, if I got another cat and she liked the other cat more than me. My friend is like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm a very envious person. I don't like other people having things. Um, yeah. But my job of the cob is this is my first Halloween where I can decorate a house. So I'm very excited to get some Halloween directions. I love Maybe that. put a foam, foam tombstone. I'm eyeing up. I tried to go to Spirit Halloween today to get this Michael Myers like door cover. But mm. I went to two locations that on Google Maps said they were Spirit Halloweens, but they were just empty abandoned buildings. Because I guess the Spirit Halloweens have not have not moved in yet. Because, you know, they come like dead of night as Spirit there. Halloween pops up. I know. Oh my God, that's so so true. I went into that's a party so city and I bought a couple little props, but nothing great. So I, I'm excited, though, because the people across from me just put up a bunch of fake tombstones. And I was like, I can do that. So I love that for you. Yeah. I'll be back next week with a real Zoom recorder so I won't sound like I'm making a collect call. <laughs>
Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets, the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Masterforce Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Masterforce tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money. 